Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father, and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbie Herbach. Yo, what up? Trey, Stick Fingers Jose. What's up? I'm about to draft the best fictional team you ever seen. Today we are drafting fake teams and mocking a real draft. Redraft for the first time this year. <laughs> well, it's one about to go times. down. Yeah. Probably way too early in the year to do it, but it's fun to do. Uh, I know a lot of people are already getting into redraft leagues and scratching that itch. So uh, it's always a good thing to do some mocks before you do the real thing. So today, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to draft a... All the mock settings are a 12-team league, one quarterback two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, two flexes, and we left the defenses in their full stinky fingers. Thank you. Four bench spots. Yeah, no problem. Four bench spots, and uh, we are going to randomize where we are going to be drafting from, so we have not done so yet. But uh, before we do all that, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. We appreciate you all listening. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. Uh, it's a pretty meat potato show, mostly just beer and fantasy football. So that's what we do here. Hell yeah. Drunk guys giving knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beers, what did you uh what did you guys crack over there? Irby. Oh, I got some Ninkasi Trailhead Tropical IPA, baby. It's not gross. As good as I wanted it to be. Next. <laughs> uh, I'm bumming <laughs> some Ninkasi Prismatic from Trey here. We're drinking oh Ninkasi God. over here, dude. What did you crack over there, you fucking bougie bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Bougie with the Especial uh, Fight Night beer. Modelo. It's Fight Night. Uh, yep. Are Hans? Yes, sir. Pardon me. Little leftovers day. from from fight night. So, um, drinking the especial. Gonna draft an especial team as well, and uh, and Special shit all over Trey and Tyler. So that should be should be a good time, as it always is. Well, then randomize this. I want to see where I'm drafting. Before that, do we want to touch on the news? Yeah, let's do that first. Oh yeah. Okay. Big James news. Little, or Trey's getting a little jumpy. I want to do it. Um, really, the only notable fantasy football news of late is the Patriots releasing James Robinson after signing a two-year deal with them in free agency. So a quick stay there for uh for James Robinson in New England. We'll see if he ends up somewhere else, but it seems like he's kind of just fallen off a cliff. And uh, and it sucks because, what was it 2020 when he had his big year? Um, yeah, kind of out of year. nowhere. Yeah. And it's just been nothing since uh, since the injury. So tough, tough for James Robinson, but it does free up Ramon Jerry Stevenson from having any real 
competition, it seems, in the backfield right now. Oh, I'm sure there'll be somebody knowing Bill Belichick. Yeah. Maybe somebody like Dalvin Cook. Oh, that'd be interesting. There are a lot of big names left out there right now waiting for for a contract, so that's interesting for sure. That could be maybe why they decided to release James Robinson. Well, they didn't use him anyways. He literally just disappeared when he went to New England. Well, he was in New York last year and disappeared. They signed him this offseason. Oh, that's why I'm mixing it up. Yeah. The, the Northeast disappeared. Like <laughs> D- disappeared in Jacksonville as well. Um. Okay. Oh, uh, we also, you know, out of all due respect, need to pay our respects to the late, great uh, Jim Brown, who passed away uh, recently. A legend, uh, without a doubt. And uh, you guys got anything you want to say about Mr. Brown? Who is that? You said you weren't going to do I, this shit. Uh, <laughs> I know. I can't help it. All right. Obviously, you like you love Jim Brown. I, I just take it away. No, he's, for my money, the best running back to ever play the game. He did things before, like, so early in the, in the NFL that guys are still emulating. Um, he's just a true legend on and off the field. He's the reason I wore the number 32. Um, I'm going to miss him. Number 32 belongs to Marcus Allen, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Someone had to pave the way for Marcus Allen. Jim Brown did that. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. He also paved the way for athletes becoming actors. Because he played one of my favorite roles in Friday Night or not Friday Night Lights, uh, mm-hmm. any given Sunday. Yeah, being their, uh, I think it was like their linebacker coach. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, calm coach, down, coach. You definitely, you get coach. a stroke. <laughs> I don't get strokes, motherfucker. I give them. <laughs> this shit is like unforgettable. Yeah. The crazy thing is when he did that, he left the Browns because he was like, "I want to do this movie," and they t- basically told him no. Like, you can't do that. You're under contract. He goes, okay, fuck you. I'm going to be an actor now. And that was the end of his NFL career. He probably made more money from that movie than the entire year playing football. Oh, especially back then. Yeah. I get that money. Man of, uh, a man of many, many skills. But, um, all right, let's, uh, let's get on with the mock draft here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and randomize the order. Ooh. Right. In a second. Right um, now. Pick 10. Oh, oh my God. Nine. I'll take pick three, baby. Let's go. I feel like we should do that again. No, of pick course, eight, for you, it's not too bad. All right. We'll do it again. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> all right. So, not a great poll, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tyler's picking at three. I'm picking at eight, and then Trey's right behind me at nine. So that should be interesting. Uh, stealing each other's picks right there. Oh, that's all I plan to do. I, mean, I already know who Tyler's taking at number three, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we got to see what the first two teams do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, see who comes off the board here first. My 101 is Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you guys agree with that right now or not, but... oh. 
That's what it is okay, for me. And then Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler go at the 101 and 102. So now Tyler's up at the 103. Well, With all this certainly them changes us. my thinking. Um, we had discussed it off air about you being just Jefferson 101. And I just didn't feel comfortable taking him at number one overall. Um, but at number three... I mean, that's that's it all day. I'm okay taking a receiver at three. I don't know if I just love it, number one. I know it doesn't seem like it's a huge difference when it comes to value, but I think the one versus the three with somebody who's as consistent as Justin Jefferson has been, it's easy money. Yeah. I would have, I would have to kick you off the show if you didn't take Justin Jefferson there. <laughs> Get it. All right. Wow, so what a run on receivers. Holy shit. Yeah, all the elite receivers go. Obviously, Justin Jefferson at the 103 to Big Herbie. Then Jamar Chase right after that. Travis Kelsey goes at the 105. Cooper Cup right after him at 106. And then Tyreek Hill at 107. And so now that leaves me with a decision to make um, at the 108. So guys left on the board, like Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, uh, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Derek Henry. Um, but I'll be uh, pretty quick with this one. I'm really just kind of looking at these running backs because I still think there's elite options left with these three. and. Uh, you know what? The big question marks with Saquon, I think there was news out today that he said he might be willing to sit out if needed. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, coming off the bad year, I'm going to go ahead and take Bijan Robinson at the 108. Atlanta's going <laughs> to run the shit out of the ball, and uh, and I'm going to take the bet on Bijan. I, uh, a few years ago, I took uh, Najee Harris on his rookie year in the first round and and it, at the back end of the first round and, and that worked out pretty well. Um, I think Bajan's going to be even better. I would you agree. son <laughs> of a Trey bitch. seething right now. <sighs> first round, picks uh, already stolen. That's why I wanted, I wanted him. Sorry, pal. I told you it was going to happen. So what's going on with Jonathan Taylor right now? I'm on that especial shit. You know, there's not a lot of talk about Jonathan Taylor right now. Um, obviously, they have a rookie quarterback who it's more than likely going to start week one. So I can see them absolutely relying on Jonathan Taylor to move this offense. So I think the quantity is going to be there. It's going to be a hold up physically is the question. Well, the big thing that holds me back is before he got injured last year, he was kind of struggling. He was. Which... You can kind of uh, give that up to the fact they had no passing game at all. So teams are probably just absolutely stacking the box. But I don't care about the rumors. I'm going with Saquon Barkley. This Gotta is one of the specific reasons back. you don't draft this early. is because right. Saquon is such a risk not knowing what could happen. He, he's not going to sit out the season. He's five years in. I don't think he is either, but I mean, Le'Veon Bell did it. It ruined his career, but he did it. <laughs> so he should learn from that then. <laughs> He's essentially halfway through his career at uh, five years. True. Being an elite running back, but I'm going to take him. The Giants need him. They rely on him. I need a good running back. 
All right, so Trey goes Saquon, then Jonathan Taylor goes right after him at the 110, Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, and then at the 201, Derrick Henry, CeeDee Lamb right after that, Patrick Mahomes at the 203, and now Trey's up at the 204. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to take two running backs that we don't even know if they're going to play this year. I'm going with Josh Jacobs, baby. Go your boy. I think so. Well, Nick Chubb, though, is a good... He's interesting. He's in mad consistent. I saw a video of Josh Jacobs squatting 500 pounds the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know if he just started juicing the last two years or what, but... (laughs) He's been about it. Devontae Adams is my suggested pick, but I just can't do it because I hate Jimmy Garoppolo. Nick Chubb or Josh Jacobs? I don't know. You you could always just cross your fingers that Tom Brady comes out of retirement for you. Fuck you. I don't want to hear about these things. <laughs> it's all garbage. I, I'm going to take Nick Chubb, actually. Fuck it. We know he's going to be there, and he's Nick been Chubb. killing it. Consistency. Nick Chubb is solid, and I would suggest that, you know, right now with your team, if you were to be drafting this early, Saquon's a question mark, so at least you got, you know, it's a sure thing in Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs, if not the best pure runner in the league. And then that leaves me up at the 205 with the decision to make. Man, Devontae Adams, I feel pretty similar. I, you know, obviously he's one of the QB-proof wide receivers out there. But I am a little bit worried about it, like how much this team is actually going to contend. Um, it's it's giving me a little bit of nerves. But uh, Devontae Adams on the board, Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Josh Allen. I could go and get that elite quarterback and see how this build turns out. To me, I think either Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Jalen Hurts are all worthy of a second or third round pick. Um, Also, someone on the board I really like, Garrett Wilson. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and grab... Uh, okay, I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna take Garrett Wilson. I'm high on him. It's maybe high a risky pick, but um, I think he's gonna have an incredible year with Aaron Rodgers and get a million targets. So I sure. was tempted to take one of the quarterbacks and see how the how the build turned out, but uh, I'm gonna go with the guys I like right now. So after I took Garrett Wilson at 205, Josh Jacobs goes at 206, Devontae Adams at 207, Amon Ross St. Brown at 208, and Tony Pollard at the 209. Now Big Herbie's up at the 210. Yeah, I got interesting selections here as well. Um, You know, Josh Allen's the suggested pick, be the number two quarterback on the board. Jalen Waddle's available, Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Mark Andrews, Najee Harris. Um. I was really hoping that whether Wilson, Adams, or St. Brown would fall back to me, I go receiver, receiver here. And since they didn't, I'm a little conflicted. Um, I see Jalen Waddle there. But there's a couple other receivers that I'm going to be picking again here in just a couple of picks that I can get. So I think I'm going to go with a running back here. And I'm going to go with Najee Harris. Najee. <laughs> Najee over Brees. Mm. 
Yeah, Breeze is Bruce? coming off the injury still. There's a lot more competition in that backfield for carries, especially they want to bring it back slowly. So I know Najee's going to be the guy in Pittsburgh. All right, uh, after Tyler takes Najee at the 210, Jalen Waddle goes at the 211, then Brees Hall at the 212. Jalen Hurts at the 301, then DK Metcalf right after him. Now Tyler is back up at the 303. Well, that kind of sucks because I was actually eyeing DK Metcalf. So um, I don't think it changes my thinking too much. But Josh Allen is still available at in the third round, which is kind of surprising. Hmm. I'll just say this real quick yep. while you're thinking. Uh, Devontae Adams in the middle of the second round, I think that's too high. Really? Oh, oh, over half of his yards were like downfield passes last year. Jimmy Garoppolo cannot throw the ball downfield. Yeah, that's fair. And unless they give Devontae Adams the Michael Thomas treatment and they're just running slants and short routes all day, I just don't see Devontae Adams reproducing like he has been at any point in his career once he started getting the ball. Yeah. So fair warning. You know, and with kind of in that same sentiment, Tony Pollard going at the what the, the two nine, that seems high for me too, because of the injuries coming off of. I don't think he's gonna be ready to go to begin the year. I wouldn't be surprised he ends up on the PUP list. And then you're basically wasted a second round pick for half the season. But he's one of the yeah. few guys in the league that's might be a workhorse. I mean, they I love Tony Pollard as a player. Yeah, I mean, he's elite in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but it is scary if he's not going to be there for multiple games. What happened to him? What was the injury? Uh, ACL, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, ankle? An ankle injury? That's what I'm seeing. Okay. But it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Oh, high ankle. Oh, I don't know why they put ankle. High ankle sprain and a broken fibula. Yeah, so it was so bad. He broke his thigh. I don't know why they put the ankle as his designation. No, fibula is down low. He was confusing it with the femur. I'm not a doctor, dude. <laughs> I just play fantasy. <laughs> Clearly. I just play fantasy football. All right, yeah, Tyler, so who are you picking? That, that's worrisome. Um, I mean, Josh Allen's tempting, but the quarterback position generally is pretty deep, so I think I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to look at pass catchers. And essentially what I'm looking at, I'm choosing between T. Higgins and Chris Olave. So we already know what T. Higgins can do, uh, being the number two receiver in Cincinnati. He puts up huge numbers. Chris Olave had a great rookie year, has a new quarterback. Um, and should be the number one receiver there. But how explosive is this offense compared to what Cincinnati does? And so that's what I'm kind of juggling back and forth on. I think I'm going to go with T just because I know the production he's put up. I'm going to just bank that that's going to continue to happen going forward. Okay, Tyler takes T Higgins after already taking Jefferson and Najee Harris in the first two rounds. Um, then Josh Allen goes right after that at the 304, uh, Kenneth Walker at the 305, Chris Olave, damn it. Uh, and then Mark Andrews (laughs) was kind of hoping Olave would fall to me, but he did not. Um, so now I'm up at the 308. I've already taken B. John Robinson and Garrett Wilson. 
Uh, I'm looking at on the board right now, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Vontae Smith, Joe Burrow, Debo Samuel, Lamar, Keenan Allen. Um, man, there's one guy that I definitely want. Wondering if he makes it back, but um, he won't. Right now, because we're drafting right now, I'm going to go ahead and take Ramondre, but I have a pretty strong inclination that Tyler's probably right in what he said earlier, that they're going to bring someone else in. But for right now, he's the only guy there. I know he's you know a producer when whenever he was given opportunities. So to me, the value seems right right now as my RB2 with an elite receiver already on my roster. Joe Burrow, this is way too high for me. I don't think he's a third-round value. I get it. He's a really good quarterback, but I just it's just way too high for me. Um, Lamar is there too, but I'm going to go ahead and wait on quarterback at this point and take Ramondre at the 308. So now Trey's up at the 308. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> two times in a row oh, man. two out of three rounds alright yeah I'm not rolling with Travis Etienne he's my suggested pick Devonta Smith is interesting I do need a receiver because I went running back first two rounds tell us why you don't like Etienne here Um, all the rumors of the fact that he's not going to have the workload that he did last year and that, that's really throwing me off. So if he has the same workload as he did last year, I, I would probably take him. But there's just too much talk right now of him not having that same workload. So I am I'm hesitant. He's not going to be my third running back taken. If Ramondre was still available, I would take him. I'm more confident. So... Mm. Kind of like you, Joe Burrow is a little too high for me in the third round. Mark Jackson is interesting. I think I'm going to take my first receiver and go with Keenan Allen. Even though he's old, he produced like a motherfucker once he came back. Absolutely killed it last half of the season. He'll be my yeah. wide receiver one slash two. As long as he... Stays healthy. That should be should be solid. <laughs> um, so then Travis Etienne goes at the three ten. Uh, Joe Burrow three eleven. Devonta Smith three twelve. Aaron Jones at the four hundred one. Then Debo Samuel and T.J. Hawkinson. Now Trey is back up at the four hundred four. Lamar still on the board. Joe Mixon there. Recent news from uh, Cincinnati is that the team is backing Joe one hundred percent. So, in my opinion right now, sounds like he's going to be a bangle. I haven't heard anything about a suspension or anything like that, but I don't know if you guys have heard anything different, but it sounds like he's going to be there and ready to go week one. That's what it seems like, and you're basically leading him into my next pick. I'm going mad old school and taking three running backs in the first four rounds, rounding out my running back room. I got some receivers I'm looking at in the next few rounds if I don't get fucking robbed by you, Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to take Joe Mixon. Lamar is an interesting look at this point early in the fourth round. But 
I like other quarterbacks so I'm looking for later in the draft. So I'm taking Joe Mixon, baby, filling out that running back room. Let's go. Trey takes Joe Mixon, and that leaves a guy on the board that I really, really like. I already know who And uh, if this guy wasn't on the board, I probably would go Lamar here and just take the risk and hope he's there all season. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do something a little crazy and take uh, two rookie running backs in this draft. I think they're both going to have huge years. <clears throat> Jamar Gibbs is already getting a bunch of good positive pub out of camp. I think he's going to catch the ball fucking 80, 90 times this year, make big plays. So as my RB3, I'm going to go ahead and take Jameer Gibbs. Have you not learned from DeAndre Swift? <laughs> I think he'll do better, but 80, he's, 90 he's not, catches? He's not DeAndre Swift. Yes. No. I did say but 80 or 90 catches. They they have a good receiver room. If he had, do they? Fifty. That'd be impressive. Well, he'll have eighty, so you're going to be really impressed. Um, okay, so after I took Gibbs in four, I'm going with youth this draft, boys. Um, team seven took DeAndre Hopkins. Team six, Amari Cooper, Justin Fields at the four oh eight, and then Terry McLaurin went at the four oh nine. Now Tyler Big Herbie Herbach is back at the four ten. Hmm. Lamar's still there, which is interesting. Honestly, I was really considering Justin Fields if he was available and came back to me, but they scooped him up pretty quickly. Um, but when I continue to look at who's available, still at quarterback. Um, Justin Fields going before Lamar is interesting. It is. Um, obviously, as long as Lamar is healthy and Fields, for that matter, they both have you know similar play styles in terms of their the running abilities. So. But you still have Herbert, Lawrence, Prescott, Watson, Tua. Like, there's so many guys still available at the core position. I'm just going to hold off for now. Mm. Um, and with that being said, it's a little risky. <laughs> but I'm going to go with some guy that has a ton of upside. And I think he's going to blow up this year and pick back up where he left off. I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. Whoa. I thought for sure you'd be taking JK or Miles Sanders. Um but I was thinking did George not. Kittle. <laughs> if you watch the show at all, you know Tyler uh he's a big Miles Sanders guy. Big Miles I guy am. and a big JK guy. Likes to I joke am. around a lot. Um so you go ahead and read off those other picks real quick before I jump in. Yeah, so Tyler one. takes Calvin Ridley at the 410, uh, and then Lamar Jackson goes right after that. Uh, J.K. Dobbins at the 412, Damian Pierce at the 501, George Kittle at the 502. Tyler's up at the 503. Yeah, so I was really hoping that J.K. or Damian Pierce would fall to me here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> since they go got picked up, I have three receivers. I really want to, you know, get my next starting running back. And so that's going to come down to my boy, Miles Sanders down in Carolina now, uh, but should be the, the RB one there without question. Then you have the new RB one in Minnesota, Alexander Madison. And that's really interesting. Personally, as good as Madison is when we see him in, you know, a few starts here and there, I don't know if he can do it for a full 16 games. And I think, think they drafted a rookie late in this year's draft Trey McBride 
who's getting a lot of really good reviews, looks like a perf- you know an NFL running back. And I think Dwayne he's going to eat into his carries here. So that leads me going Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders at the 503. Then DJ Moore at the 504. Chris Godwin, 505. There goes Alexander at the 506, which his ADP has definitely skyrocketed. And then, God damn it, Justin Herbert goes right <laughs> before I pick at the 507, which is who I wanted. Um. So, uh, at the top of the ADP chart here, you have uh, DeAndre Swift, Drake London, Christian Watson, Pitts, uh, Jerry Judy, Jim, James Conner, Trevor Lawrence, Dallas Goder, Michael Pittman. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm sitting with three running backs, one receiver. So, obviously, I need more receivers. Um, Drake London on the board. Interesting, you know, crazy target share um, last year. But a couple of things. I already drafted Bijan. I don't necessarily love, you know, having a, a running back and receiver from the same team. Um, and I'm not 100% certain that, you know, Atlanta is going to be able to throw the ball very much at all and, and very effectively. So, Worried about that. Christian Watson, you know, with Jordan Love in his first year, I think Watson's a great talent, but there's going to be some ups and downs for sure. Um, but he could have those explosive big games, which is great out of a wide receiver too. But you know what? I'm actually going to go to the quarterback position here, and I'm going to take a guy that I think we I, – I definitely was talking up this team last year in, in Trevor Lawrence. I think we all were as a group. Um, I think Jacksonville has an even better year again this year, and I think Trevor Lawrence is losing his mind. Trevor Lawrence, I think, will make a case this year to be one of those top flight quarterbacks. Um, with his running ability, I think he ran for what eight touchdowns or five or eight touchdowns last year. If he can do that again, great. Um, so I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Fuck at the you at the five oh eight. Ah, I was hoping to take him when I was swinging around. For yeah, me, like the quarterbacks after that, kind of falls year. off a cliff. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think the upside is is big with Trevor right now in this year. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I'm really big on Trevor Lawrence this year. So, fuck. Okay. Obviously, not going to draft him. I'm a little opposite of how you feel about Drake London. I'm going to take him. Desmond Ritter is going to be their starting quarterback. The last four weeks that Desmond Ritter started was the highest target share that Drake London had all year, and he already had a high target share on the Falcons. So I'm hoping they can build on that, and I would take him as my possible wide receiver too. At this point in the draft, I'm looking to just like kind of fill my team in. I got a quarterback, so I'm looking at. So I'm going with Drake London. So on Trey's team right now is Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Keenan Allen, Joe Mixon, Drake London. So he gets his second receiver with that pick. Um, right after he took Drake London was James Conner at the 5'10", then Kyle Pitts, Michael Pittman at the 5'12", DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and then Christian Watson. Now Trey's back up at the 
See, now we're in a weird part of the draft where things start to get really iffy and a lot of things are question marks. One guy I'm looking at might be a bit of a reach. Kind of tagging along with uh, what you were saying about Trevor Lawrence and the leap that he's going to make is I like Christian Kirk a lot. And that's what I'm looking at right now to be my next pick. No one else is really interested to me. Do like George Pickens, who's in the same you know ADP range, but Christian Kirk has a higher ceiling. Honestly, Isaiah Pacheco has great upside. I already have three running backs, though. So I don't know if I could really rock with that. So yeah, I'm going with Christian Kirk. Round six. All right, he goes Christian Kirk at the six oh four. Now I am up at the. Uh, 605 and on my team right now is currently only one receiver um i have Bijan, garrett wilson ramondre gibbs and trevor lawrence um so definitely need another receiver um jerry judy is the suggested pick you know i think jerry judy definitely could have a good year i'm not completely sold on that offense turning back around uh, quickly. Um, yeah. Okay. So there's some tight ends. I like Darren Waller, I think can be a difference maker. He's basically the lead receiver, um, on that New York jet giants team right now. Then there's Marquise Hollywood Brown, you know, going to be that wide receiver one in Arizona. Mike Williams is still on the board. You know, if I want to ride that roller coaster, and hope for more consistency. Tyler Lockett, you know, there's a world where Tyler Lockett outscores both DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith Najigba again, you know, this year. Uh, and also Deontay Johnson, someone else I like. So this is a tough pick. Oh, I'm going to do it though. I'm going to go with. Hmm. Oh, my God. All right. It's just a mock. Remember, it's just a mock. I'm going to go with the upside <laughs> <laughs> and hope for hope for more big games. Mike Williams at the 605. Jerry Judy goes after at the 606. Alvin Kamara at the 607. Deontay Johnson at the 608. Then Tyler Lockett at the 609. Tyler, you're whistling. Did you not like my last pick? I would have gone Judy. Um, I know you have concerns about that offense turning around, but I think the addition of Sean Payton is astronomical and what's going to happen to the development of these receivers and also getting Russell Wilson back on track. So, And and Judy, I think, is going to be a clear-cut receiver one there. Uh, I think he's better than Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to have a better rapport with Russell Wilson. I think we started to see that towards the end of last year anyways. So I would have gone with Judy. I mean, it's hard to fight the upside of Mike Williams, though. Yeah, don't forget the Chargers did hire a new OC who likes to throw the ball a whole heck of a lot in uh, in Kellen Moore. So that's kind of, you know, I, I totally get, I agree with you with Sean Payton. I think he will improve that offense a lot, but uh, yeah, I guess I just, I'm buying into that Chargers offense again, and with Kellen Moore now running the show on the offense, 
I just think they're going to throw the ball a shit ton. And I'm here for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So back to me here. Um, I basically have all my starters filled out, plus a flex in Calvin Ridley. I'm not really thinking quarterback yet, um, just based off of who's who's available here. And so I'm really just looking for somebody who I think is giving me the, the most upside. And it's got me thinking in a few different ways. Um, I don't want to go tight end based off who's available either. Like, Godair or Waller doesn't really excite me. Javante Williams is there, but he's coming off the injury. So I'm worried about that. Plus, there's an insane amount of rumors about Dalvin Cook into Denver. He's available here as well, but without him being signed, I don't want to jump on that train right away. And so just looking at overall upside, I think I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. That's a good one. He's got killer upside, especially in the sixth round. Someone who might be a, a workhorse running back. He could. Yeah, so Tyler takes Pacheco at the 6'10", then George Pickens, Darren Waller go right after that, Mike Evans at the 701, and then Javante Williams at the 702. Tyler, you're back up. Okay. Um, same thing. I'm kind of just looking at, at what upsides are available. I got three running backs, three wide receivers, at this point, you're really looking at kind of high ceiling guys. Um, I mean, because none of them are be my stars outside of quarterback or tight end. Uh, the tight end available would be Dallas Godair. We are well past his ADP being at the beginning of the seventh round. His ADP is at about 64 right now. So good value there. Other tight ends that are available beneath him, though, would be the Muth, Evan Ingram. So it actually does get a little thin. And after I look at that, I think that means I'm going with Dallas Goder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tyler takes Dallas Goder at 7.03. Then Marquise Hollywood-Brown goes right after that. Uh, Dalvin Cook at the 7.05, currently not on a team. David Montgomery goes at the 7.06. And then Rashad White at the 7.07. I'm a little bummed about that because I uh, kind of wanted Rashad White. There was some good news today, actually, out of camp on him. Uh, about, or I mean, not today, about a week ago, that he's going to be a lot more involved in the passing game. Um, he's already been lining up out wide um, at OTAs in empty sets, so as kind of as a slot receiver. Um, so. I think there's some upside to be had there with not great quarterback talent. Maybe a lot of easy little dumps and checks downs to Rashad White. So interesting uh, guy to keep note of. But now I'm back up at the 708, and there's a bunch of receivers on the board and James Cook and Dak Prescott and Pat Fryermuth and Jahan Dotson. I like Jahan Dotson, um, Jordan Addison still on the board, Jackson Smith and the Jigba is on the board, Traylon Burks, um, who I also really like, and the Brandon Ayuk. Um, I'll tell you what, this is kind of coming down to two guys for me right now, uh, Traylon Burks and Jackson Smith and Jigba. 
I think Traylon could have a bounce back, you know, a really redeeming second year. It was uh, not a great rookie, um, but he was he was dealing with injuries and health and all that, and uh, the Titans as a whole just weren't great. I was in on this guy, pretty high on him coming in to the NFL, so I'm going to bet on him again, and I'm going to yeah, take Traylon Burks you here. You as your number one receiver last season. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, you know, there's no one else there. And uh he's he's a dude, I think. He's got the every all the tools, just gotta put it all together. So I'm gonna take Traylon. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh no way. I did it again. God, did it again. Done, did it the again. Funny is, Trey literally opens up this episode like I'm excited to steal picks from Jim. <laughs> it seems like it's only been the other way around. <laughs> I'm getting royally fucked right now. Oh, you're in on Traylon this year, huh? Trey's in on Trey. I am for for the same reasons you had. They, they were like like thirtieth, like, like the bottom three in passing last year, and he has mad talent. So I, I I'm pretty big on him. I think he'll bounce back if they can figure the fuck out how to throw the goddamn ball. All right, Trey's up now at the 709. He has three receivers on his team and three running backs. Perfectly balanced. What does he do here? Yes, sir. I think what I'm going to do is take a tight end that I really like, which is the Mooth, baby. We like to Mooth and Mooth it. Probably a good choice there. He probably wouldn't make it back to you if you didn't take him here, so... Yeah, I want to take him. And, and kind of like Traylon Burks, his numbers suffered because the team couldn't pass the ball very well last year. But since he's came in the league, he's been extremely involved in the offense. Very slept on tight end. So I'm taking him. Well, you should expect some growth from Kenny Pickett this year as well. Yeah, that's kind of why yeah. I like Deontay Johnson again this year, too. Like, I think you're getting him out of value with where he's going in drafts. There's nowhere to go but up for those guys. So, um, whole year of chemistry with Kenny Pickett now. I think the receivers will fare better uh, including Firemuth. Um, Alright, so he takes the Muth at 709 and then Jackson Smith and Jigba goes at 710 James Cook and then Brandon Ayuk. At the 801 goes Dak Prescott, then Jordan Addison, then Kadarius Tony, and now Trey's back up at 804. Yeah, like I said earlier, this is like the part of the draft where kind of anything goes. Right now, the guys suggested to me are Evan Ingram, Jahan Dotson, A.J. Dillon, Deshaun Watson. I'm not falling for that shit. <laughs> Brandon Cooks. Just a bunch of guys who really, they, they might be impactful, but most likely will not be. So it's more about like who you're willing to take a risk on. And... The guy I will then take a risk on at this point in this draft. Who's going to be? Just a mock. It's just a mock. It's just a mock. It's just a mock. Well, Kula Erber, is in, he's interesting. He, he's projected to be the backup to Deontay Foreman. I personally don't see that happening because he's been yeah, so... Yeah, then they drafted... Uh, what's his Roshan name? Johnson. Roshan Johnson. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's just one of those backfields where you're just taking your shot on your guy and hoping it works out, but could be a three-headed monster there. Which is the story of most backfields. Plus, their quarterback is their best running back. (laughs) (laughs) So, He was one of two guys to go for more than 20 miles an hour more than six times last year. It was like him and Tyreek. Then draft him. You're talking about Justin Fields? Yeah, the only players to get clocked at going more than 20 miles an hour more than six times last year, which is kind of a niche stat, but... It just shows how fast Justin Fields really is, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just going to dive out here. Fuck, I probably shouldn't really do it, because I hate the Patriots. But they don't have a very good team. There's no other receivers on this team besides Devontae Parker. I'm going with Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, thank you, Trey. That's um, an interesting pick, honestly. I could see Juju being the type of receiver that Mac Jones actually really kind of meshes with this because he's such a good profession, uh, possession receiver where he finds the open zone. And that's the type of quarterback Mac Jones really is. Yeah, it makes sense to me. And Devontae right. Parker obviously didn't work out too well for them last year they they didn't know how to use him all right so trey goes juju at the 804 then i am now up at the 805 um three receivers three running backs and a quarterback on my team i'm gonna take a shot on a guy here that i really like this year new offensive coordinator came over from the chiefs eric b enemy i think i hope uh ron rivera gives him full fucking control of this offense because Ron Rivera doesn't even know who he has on his roster or when they have a shot to be in the playoffs. Um, but I think uh, Jahan Dotson is a guy I really like talent-wise, and I I think Eric Bieniemy has to look at his roster and, and be like, okay, Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson are my two guys. you know. So I hope he gets them both involved as much as possible. I, I see plus years for Terry and Jahan Dotson. Uh, but I really hope Jahan takes advantage of, of defenses really focusing on Terry. So I'm going to take Jahan here as my fourth receiver and uh, bet on that upside. That's that's interesting because you, you're basically playing with a rookie quarterback. I mean, he essentially redshirted last year. The only time he had any playing time was in week 18. Yep. Yep. Sam uh, Howell. Sure am. Yes. Out of UNC. I remember we were talking about him last year with our quarterback rankings, and I did not like his deep ball. I think you did. I did. He, If you look at the numbers, maybe not the way it looks so much, but his numbers proved that like it was a good deep ball thrower. I didn't care about the numbers, man. I saw that shit on film, and it just like it just hangs <laughs> out. It's, it's so slow. It's just it's like playing 500 when you were in fourth grade, the ball is just in the air for forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I hope, you know, Jahan just gets that volume uh, that allows him to be fantasy relevant and have some big games. But he's my fourth receiver, so it's not an absolute need. Um, but Brandon Cooks goes right after that, who could have a decent year in Dallas. Um, I was eyeing him a little bit myself. Um, then A.J. Dillon goes at the 807. Brian Robinson, 808. David Njoku at the 809. Now Tyler is up at the 810. Can I ask you something real quick, Jim? What made you sure. not like AJ Dillon this year? 
Um, it's not that I don't like last him. year. You were high on him. I was. Yeah, I thought the offense would be a little bit more efficient. I thought they would use both backs a little bit more. Um, it just didn't happen, and uh, a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Yada yada, a bunch of rookie receivers can throw the ball. So I don't know. I mean. I don't mind taking AJ Dillon here in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, whatever, wherever he's going. But I just, at this point, I'm shooting for upside, and I just saw more upside in in Jahan. Fair. I actually have a question for you guys as well because they're going only within a few picks of each other in terms of ADP. Team number five take Brian Robinson over Antonio Gibson. Who would you yeah, lean towards going. this year? They're being drafted yep. basically the same spot. I would definitely take Antonio Gibson. Really? And this is coming from someone who was high on Gibson and then had their heart broken, stomped on, and crushed over and over again uh, by betting on him. And uh, and now I, I would say I'm back in at this, you know, where you can draft Antonio Gibson. I think last year he was, what, a fourth-round pick? Fifth-round, yeah, maybe? Yeah, it was four or five. Um, so I'm in. I mean – all the news has been positive. I don't trust Riverboat Ron, you know, as far as I can throw him. Now he's just realizing that Antonio Gibson can catch the ball when he literally played receiver in college is fucking asinine to me, but it's a good thing he's noticing now. So, you know, I, I trust in Eric Bianami to kind of show him the light, hopefully, and and get those three guys involved. I think, you know, Scary Terry, Jahan Dotson, and, and Antonio Gibson are their three best playmakers. Brian Robinson, to me, is a guy that just, you're going to need 25-plus carries and him to, you know, do something with it for it to be fantasy relevant. Well, towards the last half of last season, Brian Robinson was the majority ball carrier. He's getting 20-plus carries on average. And I see where you're coming from with the Eric Bieniemy thing, and I, I, I know the Chiefs have been very good with pass catching running backs. I think that's more of an Andy Reid thing, not an Eric Bieniemy thing. But maybe I'm just old school. Well, I mean, but Eric Bieniemy would be dumb not to do what, you know, what won them multiple Super Bowls in. Yeah, I mean, he's directly Kansas City from Andy Reid's coaching tree, so they should have very similar philosophies. I see what you're saying, but I'd rather have the running back who's actually handling majority of the carries the reason brian robinson doesn't look so good is because he doesn't have touchdowns he's got the touches but the commanders kind of sucked so they're not really in the red zone that often so how is he going to get touchdowns to me like so when you draft running backs him. this late i'm j- i'm looking for the guys that are going to catch passes like you know especially in obviously ppr full ppr and and half ppr um you know, to me, like the true, like run it down your throat guys that have fantasy value or the elite, the guys that are elite at it, like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry. Um, I just don't think Brian Robinson is, is that guy or is that good. That's just a personal preference though. I just, I like to take pass catching running backs later in the draft. Oh, and I usually do, but this late in the draft, it's hard to find a running back who has that many touches in the backfield as far as like straight up carries. So in my opinion, I, I take Brian Robinson. I see where you guys are coming from, but I, 
I'd rather take that risk and maybe they turn it around and actually have some run blocking schemes that are good for him. And he scores eight touchdowns this year, touches the ball 20 times a game. That puts him in the top 20 instantly. Hmm. It's, All right, it's, it's a, I think it's a tough debate. <laughs> um, but going on to my pick here, I'm starting to really look at quarterbacks. Um, I think there's a couple of guys that have high upside, like Deshaun Watson, I think has high upside. Anthony Richard has high upside. Um, even Daniel Jones, some guy who can run the ball a little bit as well. Uh, you have Aaron Rodgers available, Kirk Cousins as consistent as he is. A couple of guys looking to to come back. And, you know, Russell Wilson and, and Derek Carr available. And you have a guy like Jared Goff who blew it up last year. So, Man, honestly, I was really thinking about going towards Tua here, but now seeing some of the other quarterbacks still available, I think I'm still going to hold off, actually. So going back to just guys who can give me the most upside when it comes to you know just being productive on the field, whether it be tight end, running back, or wide receiver. And we were just talking about Antonio Gibson. So... And we're talking... You know, I think I'm going to go with Gibson. It's basically now between him and Rashad Penny. And Rashad Penny, you know, he's perpetually injured. But the the guy just produces when he is on the field. Um, I'm pretty sure his career average right now is over six yards a carry. Um, so that's huge. But I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson, who just has a better track record when it comes to his health. All right. I sold I Tyler on Gibson. You. <laughs> uh, uh, so he takes Gibson at eight ten. Uh, Jamal Williams, or wait, yep, Jamal Williams goes at the eight eleven. Then Gabriel Davis at eight twelve. Khalil Herbert then at the nine oh one. Then Michael Thomas. Now Tyler, you're back up nine oh three. I'm basically having the same debate with myself. Do I want to take Tua here or wait for it to come all the way back around? We're talking about another what twenty three picks where it's back to me. Are you not worried about the fact that he died twice last year? He says he's good to go. You know, all his health records say he's he's okay. I mean, a concussion's a concussion. Like the chances of him getting whipped around and slammed into his head like that this year again is probably slim. I mean, those are two not the most commonly occurring type of tackles. The way they both went then went down. So. I don't know. Ugh. I'm going to put money on it. His head hits the, hits the ground just like that again. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm and not you sure. ask any football player, you good to go? Motherfucker's breathing. He's like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm good that's to go. So. All right. But with the same argument I just had, I want to go with some guy with upside. And so I'm going to go back to Rashad Penny. If he can stay healthy, he's on the he just dominates, especially in front of probably the best offensive line in the league in Philadelphia. So that's who I'm going with. Nice. Alrighty. Goes Rashad Penny at 903. Zach Charbonnet, interesting enough, goes right after him at the 904. Then Coraline Sutton at the 905. Evan Ingram and then Deshaun Watson. Now I'm back up at the 908. Evan Ingram was interesting to me just to stack him with Trevor Lawrence. 
could have been a nice little stack there, but uh, since he was picked right before me, uh, I'm going to look elsewhere. There's some players I like. Samaj P. Ryan is interesting. Um, we don't know exactly how long Javante Williams, if at all, if he'll be out at all, but the news I've been hearing is not 100% positive. It seems like it might be a slow role kind of getting back into the swing of things for him. He might be out for a while. I don't know if you guys have heard anything different, but Samaj Piran is interesting. He instantly becomes kind of the guy there if Javante's out. Are you any concerned about everything I'm hearing is shows the Broncos as the front runner to land Dalvin Cook? That is 100% concerning. Yeah, because if that happens, obviously, you know, the only value, like Samaje isn't a great running back. He's good, but his only value is that he would be, he would have the biggest workload on the team. As long as and that's right. Yeah, as long as they don't sign someone else or Javante comes back. So to me, that's a little sketchy. I'm going to go ahead and hold off because there are two guys that I think are interesting here at receiver. Really, both of the starting receivers for the Baltimore Ravens are still on the board, uh, Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. And that's a debate <laughs> that can be debated. Just where do you go? It's happening again. <laughs> I'm so curious as to which one Trey likes. I like them both, honestly. Um, There's no fucking way. It'd be like the again, sixth time in this draft. <laughs> I'm going to go with the player that I liked, and I'm going to go with my gut because when I watch film and I like a player's film, it's usually a good thing. And I, although I liked both of them, I think Rashad Bateman comes back and has a big year. I'm going to take him here as my fucking fifth receiver. I still only have three running backs, but that's okay. I, I'm going to bank on the guys that I have. I'm going to take Rashad Bateman in the upside there. At the 908. Trey, you're up. Hell yeah. I thought you were going to rob <laughs> me and take Zay Flowers. I have Trey's entire team right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, you do. Yeah. Um, I do like Zay Flowers, but Quentin Johnson's still available. And just in case my boy Keenan Allen gets injured again, I like Quentin Johnson to be able to step in and. Or if Mike Williams gets like hurt, another, he's like the yeah, Mike Williams honestly, 2.0. Or, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to take him as a little insurance policy because you know I'm at the end of the round. It's going to swing back around to me, and I should be able to take Zay Flowers. Nope. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> nope, nope. God damn it. Yeah, so <laughs> Trey takes Quentin Johnson, and then Dalton Schultz goes, then Tua, then Samaj P. Ran at the 9-12, Alan Lazard at the 10-01, then Zay Flowers. And then Anthony Richardson. And now Trey's back up at 10 04. All right, that's cool. I had a backup plan. I was going to take a quarterback if I couldn't do that. It was either going to be Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers. I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers is so low. I've talked about this for like two years now. The yeah. Jets are up and coming. They got a solid skills team. Their running backs are good. Their wide receivers are good. They just needed a good quarterback. Finally got one. 
So I'm taking him. Aaron <laughs> All right. He takes Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Still didn't have a quarterback on his team, so that makes sense there. Um, I'm going to take a guy here. I'm high on another rookie, uh, but I think if the two guys ahead of him, which likely they are going to get hurt, even if they don't, I still think this guy could have a huge, huge year in the scheme that he's in. Uh, we see rookies at this position start quicker and uh, you know a lot more than we used to. This guy has incredible speed. I'm excited to see him in this scheme. I'm going to take Devon A-Chain at the 10.05. Um, so I literally have three rookie running backs on my team. <laughs> Uh, but three guys I really like. And so <clears throat> betting on the talent and uh, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully they don't sign someone else. Uh, but right now it's just Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Devon Achen. Well, at this rate, you're bound to hit. Someone's going to hit. has been hitting pretty hard lately. Um, So right after I took Achen, Tyler Algier goes at the 10.06, then Kirk Cousins, Damian Harris, Cole Commit. Now Tyler's up at 10-10. For sure. So um, looking at the way the draft board's gone, you know, I still need a quarterback, and I have five running backs, just three receivers, and I have two more spots on my bench. So I'm definitely taking a quarterback two receivers for my last three picks. But looking at who's picking after me for my next pick, they both already have quarterbacks, so I'm not going to worry about taking one right now. So I'm looking they at receivers. They are receiver. though. <laughs> who knows? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said they are computers, though, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? I know. But I'm just banking that on a short bench, they're not going to waste a bench spot on a backup quarterback. Um, so with that, I'm looking at high upside receivers. There's two in mind. Um, the first one's at the top of the board here, Jamison Williams. I know he's, I think, suspended for how many games? Forever. No gambling, boy. Um, I don't know. I don't. Year, I don't right? know if it's been confirmed yet. Has it? Six no, weeks? he hasn't been. Hasn't happened yet because he was still at mini camp. If he was suspended. He wouldn't be able to be at mini camp. I thought it was half a year. I'll look into it while you talk about your pick. Well, now I need to know before I make that pick. <laughs> He's, according to this, suspended for the first six games. Okay, six games. So, because of that, I'll go to my other guy just because I want to make sure I have somebody who could potentially produce for me at the beginning of the year, not just those second half. So, I'm going to go down to Elijah Moore. He's now in Cleveland, and I think he's going to automatically be the number number two receiver there behind Amari Cooper, but I think he's going to end up being ahead of Donovan Peoples-Jones. So, I'm going to go with Elijah Moore. Nice. Pretty good pick this late. Yeah, not too bad. Surprisingly enough, the team two did take a backup quarterback, but not the one I was looking at. They took Geno Smith. Oh, they did. Yeah, the, which weird. is weird. That's not the quarterback I would have gone with, but I guess he's looking at backup, maybe somebody who's more consistent. I don't know. All right, so you're back up at the 11.03. Who are you going to take? Yeah, so after Geno went Jamison Williams, then Jarek McKinnon and Jacoby Meyer. Back up to me here. 
Here, I feel like I really need to get my quarterback. I'm going to take a guy who has a ton of upside, showed a lot of growth last year, and I think he makes another leap this year under Brian Dayball, so I'm taking Daniel Jones. All right, takes Daniel Jones, and God damn it. Team 6 and Team 7 just stabbed me right in the heart. There were a couple tight ends I liked left. Uh, Man. That was Chig uh, and Dalton Kincaid. Chig goes at the 11.06, Kincaid at the 11.07. Um, Darnell Mooney also went right after Tyler took Daniel Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. So now I'm here at the 11.08. I still need a tight end. Have to pick a stupid defense and uh, and one more bench player. Don't so, fucking say that. <laughs> so I'm looking at upside here. Tyler Higby's on the board. Deontay Foreman, who's apparently going to be the starting running back in Chicago. Hmm. Adam Thielen's on the board. Elijah Mitchell, who you might get three games out of. And Devin Singletary. Oh, I know. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take one more rookie running back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Oh, you know what? Actually, uh, I'm going to do this because I I know this. I'm going to take. I'm going to take what I need right now. I'm going to go ahead and take Greg Dolchich because I do need a tight end. And I think he could have a big year again with Sean Payton. Hopefully they figure that out. All right. And now Trey's up at the 1109. Uh, you fucked up because Michael Mayer is the tight end you want to be looking at. Possibly the best rookie tight end prospect in. Not even the in last this draft. Three, four years. <laughs> Not even no, in this he, draft. He is. Oh, he is. He's completely. I would rather have Dalton Kincaid. I would rather have Sam Laporta. Uh, for rookie tight ends no. before I took Michael Mayer. No, you'll see. You'll see. All right. So we only have three picks left. It's only a defense. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. hop on my defenses right now. I'm confident in my team. I'll go with the Eagles defense. <laughs> uh, There's the first <laughs> short bench, and you're just taking a defense this early. <laughs> That's crazy uh, to me, man. It's, because of the de- it's, it's the defense that I want. That's when I feel confident in starting every week. I already have a a team that I'm confident in. My team's already filled out, and I have two bench spots left. When I'm drafting a defense, if I have to draft a defense, I'm looking at, like, the first three weeks, like, strength of schedule and, like, targeting those defenses that have a few easy offenses at the beginning. I get deep like that later in the offseason, but this is the best defense in the league by far, so I took the Eagles. All right, he takes the Eagles, and then uh, Elijah Mitchell goes right after that at the eleven ten. Tyler Higby at the eleven eleven. Garrett Wilson, then Russell Ger- Wilson. Ger- Russell Wilson, Jesus. <laughs> then Gerald Everett at the twelve oh one. Tyler Boyd, Raheem Mostert, Trey, you're back up twelve oh four. You do not back need another with defense. Twelve oh four. I'm looking at another defense here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going defense last three rounds. Just stacking. <laughs> um, it, it sounds dumb. Honestly, I'm I'm taking Michael Mayer. Right. I you gotta, hey, you got to take your guys. Yeah. There's just not a great, lot of great history for rookie tight ends being no. good in the league. Not quite, but they, they have a solid offense, but a horrible quarterback. And he's going to come in and he's going to play at least 80% of the snaps because he can already run block. No, he'll probably get more than 80% unless an injury happens, honestly. They have no one else there. They have no other tight ends. They got rid of Darren Waller and Foster Moreau, two guys I fucking loved. <laughs> Michael Mayer is like a hybrid of those two. I'm taking them. All right. Throwing Tyler, my flex Trey takes Michael weeks. Mayer. That leaves me up at the 1205. This is my last pick before being forced against my will to take a defense. Um, so I'm going to take a guy that I was itching to take last time, and that is Kendra Miller, rookie running back out of New Orleans. Alex. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen, with Kevin. Or <laughs> I'm all over the place. Alvin Kamara, um, and I think Kendra Miller has a lot of talent and upside. I can see him getting getting off to a hot start. And I love the value. So after I take Kendra Miller, goes Adam Thielen, and then Devin Singletary, Ezekiel Elliott, and Deontay Foreman. Now Tyler's up at the twelve ten. Yep. Um, you're not concerned with Jamal Williams still being there, even if Al Kamara does get suspended or no, I mean, different skill sets. I, you know, obviously if they lean on Jamal, like the Lions did a lot, then it is what it is, but I'm taking the guy at the 1205. So I'm not really worried about it. I think there's a ton of upside there and, uh, he could be a real playmaker for him at the beginning. All right. Um, as I said at my last pick, I'm definitely going receiver here just to build up the team. Uh, I have four receivers versus five running backs right now. So I definitely want to get the fifth one in here just to give me some depth. So once again, you're looking at guys with high upside. You have Rondell Moore, Zay Jones, Jonathan Mingo, Sky Moore, Rishi Rice, DJ Shark. Um, are those, those are kind of the top guys there. And I'm Again, I'm looking for guys that have high upside. So explosive offense is one of the first things we're looking at. So that eliminates Rondell Moore. It eliminates Jonathan Mingo, too, just because they have a rookie quarterback. Uh, DJ Shark is a little bit buried on the depth chart there in Carolina. So I'm really coming down to Zay Jones, Sky Moore in his second year in Kansas City. Rasheed Rice, who's somebody that Patrick Mahomes kind of pushed for Kansas City to draft. So it'd be interesting to see that way. Another guy I'm considering here is Jalen Hyatt for the Giants. Um, he could very well end up being their wide receiver one there just because there's so little competition. But that's a little more of a stretch than I want to take. So I think I'm going to go with Sky Moore. It's a guy we liked a lot coming out of college last year. He played a ton of snaps but just didn't have a whole lot of production for him. But I feel like a second year in the offense, he's going to kind of put it together. So, again, just because the upside, I'm going with Sky Moore. Just don't ask him to catch punts. All right. Uh, Rondale Moore at the 12-11. 
Then Zay Jones goes. Then a couple more defenses go off the board. The Vikings and the Dolphins. Now Tyler is up with his last pick. So obviously going defense, you're looking. And I'm with James. I kind of look at what the beginning of the schedule is looking like. But at the same time, I do have a couple of defenses that we know are just always good. One being San Francisco, the other being Buffalo. Dallas is there as well. And looking at the schedule, the first week the Cowboys get Tampa Bay, which should produce a ton of points just knowing where that offense is at. The Niners get Chicago, which is a little worrisome um, knowing what that offense could do, especially with with, um, Justin Fields there. The Bills' first two games are against the Rams and the Titans. I like the Titans matchup. The Rams could end up being an absolute doozy depending on how that offense comes back. The Cowboys, I think, is where I'm leaning. Um, Again, they should be able to dominate Tampa. They last year produced a ton of uh, turnovers and sacks, which is one of the the biggest points givers you get as a defense. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. All right. Mm -hmm. Tyler takes the Cowboys and the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Raiders go after that. So now I got to pick a defense (sighs) and be honest with you. I'm going to keep it sweet, short and sweet. I haven't dug too much into – Strength of schedule for the beginning of the year yet, so I'm just. Why didn't no one take the Niners, Bills, or even the Jets for that matter? That doesn't make any sense ahead of like the sorry the Raiders. Yeah, Uh, I already know (laughs) they've had a top twenty defense in my lifetime. So even the Chiefs, I don't see how they on paper are look to be at a good defense. That is a mystery to me. I'll just make it real short and sweet, baby. I'm taking the receiver who is apparently a big favorite of Jordan Loves over in Green Bay. So I'm going to take Romeo Dubs, baby. Dobbs? Dobbs. 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 (laughs) Dobbs anymore. Uh, I like that pick, though. I do like that pick, obviously. Um, Not enough to draft him. Lucky I didn't see him. Um, all right. Then after Trey, a few more defenses go off the board. Patriots, Rams, Colts. But who cares? Let's uh, let's review our teams hey, here pa- real quick. Patriots, though, real quick. Top 10 every fucking year. Always a good value in the draft. You can always snag them at the last second. Yeah, usually. Usually. Uh, they're a cheat code for defenses. Bill's got the boys humming usually. All right. So let's uh review our teams here. I'll go uh I'll go first. And uh so at quarterback I have Trevor Lawrence, running back, Bijan Robinson, Ramondre Stevenson, uh my receivers, Garrett Wilson, Mike Williams, then my tight end, Greg Dolchich. And my flexes right now is Jameer Gibbs, Traylon Burks. Um, then I on my bench I have Jahan Dotson, Rashad Bateman, Devon Achain, Kendra Miller, and at defense I have the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I really relied on rookies there. Yeah, I would say this this team would be 
you know, young but upside. So just kind of you banking know, on the guys I dynasty. like. Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've been doing too much dynasty lately, but it's definitely a risk, you know, to bank on rookie running backs like I like I have here, but I think I think Bijan and Jameer are different. Um, I think they come out and are top, you know, top guys right from the get go. So I would agree, especially with Bajan. I think he's an absolute stud. He's going to be a monster from day one. And I think in a lot of circumstances, you could see Gibbs kind of get lost in the shuffle and not be able to develop as quickly, but he's in such a good prolific offense in Detroit. I think that's going to help him really ease into the game. So, yeah, I would agree. I think they both do very, very well this year. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. who wants to go next? I'll go ahead and go next. Um, quarterbacks had Daniel Jones, which I actually really like. He was the ninth overall quarterback last season, and there were 14 quarterbacks taken before him in this draft. So I think that's great value. Uh, going down to running backs, I have – Najee Harris and Miles Sanders, my starters. Isaiah Pacheco, Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny um, as flex last bench guys. Uh, a lot of super high upside guys there that, that I like. Um, I got the best receiver in the game in Justin Jefferson. T. Higgins behind him. Another super high upside guy in Calvin Ridley. And then I have Elijah Mitchell and Sky Moore on my bench. Starting tight end is Dallas Godair. I don't carry a backup tight end because that's dumb. And my defense is the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, Trey. Mm, that's pretty solid. So I, I kind of went in the opposite direction. My wide receivers are a little thin, but I got some good running backs I think I can rely on. But my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Stacked him in the 10th round. Pretty good value right there, I would say. Um, my running backs, Saquon, God damn it, Saquon Barkley. Suck on. <laughs> Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. Um, those are the only three running backs I'm carrying. I went heavy on receivers. My receivers are going to be Keenan Allen, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Juju Smith-Schuster, the rookie Quentin Johnson, uh, Romeo Dobbs for the Packers. I went with two tight ends because I'm really confident in both of them. Pat Fryermuth and Michael Mayer, the rookie for the Raiders. And my defense, most important of all, the <laughs> Eagles defense, the best in the league, baby. I mean, you have no depth at running back, but if Saquon does play all year and doesn't hold out, holy hell, you got a stable there. Saquon, that, you mean? That's how I'm approaching it. Saquon, yeah. Saquon is, dude. So quite this, all right. But yeah, I I think having like three starting running backs is just fine. If an injury happens, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah, you but, have no depth. But then again, we did a short draft of only 13 rounds total, so you would normally also have picked up a couple other of sleeper plays at running back to help make up that position just in case. Yeah, and if in theory, if I'm not starting all three running backs every week. You want to start the receivers, right? Two running backs, and then... I mean, honestly, if I have those three guys, I'm probably starting those three all every week. I, I'm probably flirting with Jordan Mixon the first three weeks, playing things out. 
seeing how everything feels. But yeah, I, I'm more heavy on like receivers, but you got to have good good running backs that you can rely on. All right. That's why I ended well, up with the big three, baby. <laughs> well, that'll do it for uh, for our first mock draft uh, of the year. If you made it this far, appreciate you guys listening. Um, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Let us know who you think had the best team or a redraft league here in this mock draft. We'd love to know. Again, that's at the FF Fathers. Um, and, yeah, next we will be, I think, talking more rookies, probably re-ranking our rookies and getting them sorted out after, um, you know, the end of a little draft has happened and everyone knows where they're at. Um, so teams are starting to shape up, and we're getting close. You know, we're getting close going through the bit of the dry season right now but uh yeah we'll be back with some rookie episodes rookie rankings and talking more probably dynasty and and all that good stuff so keep an eye out for that and we will catch you all what what are you gonna say you gonna say something hell yeah oh hell yeah all right thank you all for listening at the ff fathers we'll catch you next time goodbye Bye.